0: You're listening to Common Rider for me, a podcast about stunt filled shows full of heroes. I'm James Dorrington, but you can call me Kip, and I'm your expert. I'm James Baker, I'm your newcomer. This week, we looked at Common Rider 1971. Hension. Right, hide your VHS cabinet. Here's the rowdy boys of podcasting. Come and ride with me. How's it going this week, James? Doing pretty good, man. How about yourself? i doing all right. Just thinking about VHSs. How about you? Uh, think about this show that we're about to cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. though, no, I've been looking at one show in this past week that um has really taken the world by storm. I think, and that is Tiger King. Have you heard of it? <laughs> have i heard of it yes i've heard of it what did you think about it i had no clue what it was part of me was like confusing it with like tiger mass i was like this is about like cage fighting or wrestling or something it's gonna be like a cool combat sport documentary mm-hmm. and then it was like a series about like people like abusing animals and i was like okay <laughs> it's a wild show full of people though just lots of characters in it
1: yeah were you in the camp of like
0: you saw a meme before you watched the show um i think i might have seen like a picture of like the main dude like. Joe Exotic, but I didn't, like, know what the show was about at all, no.
1: Yeah, I kept, like, seeing memes, and I'm just like, what the hell? Like, like you see a meme, and you kind of get it, but you, you feel like you're not on the inside, like, like, it's an inside joke. So I'm like, let me check this out, and I was instantly immersed into this fucking documentary. Like, this shit is wild, and for this guy to have this much footage of himself <laughs> before, you know, Netflix got a hold of it is insane. Like, it felt like it was, like... Like, Netflix saw this guy, like, years ago, and was like, this is going to be the next best thing, and started recording him. But no, this guy literally thought he was this famous and documented everything that he did. <sighs> it's
0: insane, bro. He keeps talking about, like, having his own TV station, but it's just, like, a Twitch channel, right? Like, it's just, like, his website hosts, like, a, like, stream of him.
1: Yeah, I could, like, literally set that up in my room right now. Like, it's just, like, a green screen, and then, like, a bunch of, you know... <laughs> Uh, random ass computers, and then the one main computer that they used, and that was crazy. But I forget the producer's name. This guy definitely found like whatever he was looking for. He saw this guy was like, "I'm gonna make you famous," and he definitely did. Not the way that he intended, for sure, but it
0: all worked out in. And like um, this just like in the middle of like coronavirus, when you see just like all these people that are really selfishly like not self quarantining and like going out to like bars and stuff. This felt like the perfect thing to watch to be like, wow, look at all these people who are like holding these animals in bad conditions and like breeding them and everything just just to be in more bad conditions and like be sold in like weird places and like not taken care of properly.
1: And I was just like, ah. Yeah. And it was very eye opening because I actually live in the area that uh, is talked about on the show, not Oklahoma, (laughs) uh, in Florida. And I live pretty close to the big cat rescue and when I first moved here, um, the way that they advertised the Big Cat Rescue is like it's like an animal sanctuary. And yeah. it seems like it's like free roam and it's not a zoo. It's a sanctuary and, you know, all the animals are being, you know, taken care of. But, you know, you watch this documentary and you're like, these animals are in cages. Like, it just shows you like the word of, uh, the power of words. Like, instead of using zoo, you use sanctuary. You automatically think it's a better safe haven for a tiger when actually it's, it's just as bad as a zoo. But uh it's really interesting to see, like, how different, uh, I guess they're called zookeepers, manage their properties. Um, you have, like, Joe Exotic. He seems like the, you know, the hillbilly. Um, <laughs> seems uh, like. Yeah. Tiger King. And then you have Carol Baskin, who comes off as, like, you know, the savior of lions. And you have this, like, crazy-ass doctor dude that seems like he's, like, a cult leader. So, again, <laughs> seems like yeah but uh it was so fucking weird how they put this documentary together, and it was so entertaining and um, if you haven't seen it yet and you having second guesses about starting, it, just watch one episode and watch it see how it goes, and then the next you know five hours pass, and you're halfway due with the season, but um, I really enjoyed it. uh, one question for you, James um did she kill her husband? <laughs> oh, she most definitely killed her husband, so um, I believe later on. <laughs> In this season. Um, I think Joe Exida got in a cage with one of the uh, tigers. This isn't really a really spoiler, guys. Um, this is a documentary. But uh <laughs> <laughs> he uh Bad got fur. in a cage and one of the tigers like started playing with his foot. He like kicked the tiger to get it away. He's like doing like some kind of video that he always does. And then the tiger came back and like got more aggressive and like pulled him on the ground and he started like whacking it with his cane. And then, uh, once he got up, he was under the impression that someone pretty much set him up and like sprayed, suppose if you spray cologne on things, tigers are, are attracted to it. Who would have known? I don't even know if that's true or not. But anyways, they, uh, asked Carol Baskins about it and she was like, no, if you want to, if you want a tiger to eat somebody, you just pour him, pour sardine oil on them. And then he's just like, what the fuck? Like, how the fuck does she know? How does she know how to get her to eat somebody? And just throughout the show, like Joe Exotic swears that Carol Baskin killed her husband. And the way that he described it and she described it, it's just, it's very entertaining. And I honestly think that Carol Baskin killed her husband. And I just saw online today that after all the attention that this case is getting, that everybody reopen it again. <laughs> <sighs> so she yeah. might have fucked herself.
0: <laughs> I don't even know. Just at a certain point, just, yeah, I feel so bad for all the people too that are just very clearly in cults just like how many like different like that one doctor dude like had all these different like women that like changed their names to be more like Hindu and also got breast implants and it's like okay yeah and it was wow
1: like they all had different approaches to how they built their cult like Joe Exotic pretty much went to like gas stations and looked for like people that just got out of prison and didn't have anywhere to go. And told him that he'll give them a hundred bucks a month and put a roof over their head. All they had to do was take care of tigers. And that was it. And then you had the doctor guy that pretty much found women online and promised them like, this is a career changing job. <laughs> and next thing you know, they're getting wrestling pants and they're living in big houses and they're stuck. Then you have Carol Baskins that literally has these people working there for free. They're volunteering not getting any kind of certification, not promising any kind of movement into the, you know, company, nothing. Just working for free for, like, five years, which is insane. Like, I think that's worse than anything else that was um, cultish on on the show.
0: Uh, just, it's a whole mess, and just, I didn't think that, like, the human side would be, like, this, like, weird, catty, like, live journal-like feuds about tigers, basically. Like, it's so... What have you been watching this week? Anything good or or okay.
1: uh, this week? Just Tiger King, to be honest. Uh, yeah, just getting off it. Started watching a little bit of Westworld. Um, it's still kind of new right now. I think it's like episode three. Um,
0: but other than that, not really. Just Westworld and Tiger King. Want a Westworld hot take? Yeah, shoot, give it to me. Okay. Right. it has um one good episode and the rest is shit. The first episode, I I love the first episode, and then I watched the rest like half interested. And then I just fell asleep, which I'd never do during the finale of the first season. <laughs> I feel like I'm just so committed right now
1: that I have to keep watching to see how it ends. But uh, I mean, it's okay. It's not one of my favorites, but it's just something to watch whenever it comes on. Plus, I'm quarantine. Man, <laughs> it's a show. I yeah, it's, it's not definitely a show. It. Like, it is like super popular. You know? Yeah, I wouldn't go to bat with anyone trying to argue with me that is, that is shit. But I mean, I'm into it sometimes you just have guilty pleasures you know
0: yeah i just i think that there's this weird like there's just i wish there was more sci-fi on tv that didn't feel like either embarrassed to be sci-fi or like it was like a revelation for like talking about stuff that like is from like books 60 years ago like
1: yeah um speaking of um another shutter i watching is super old i hope no one spoil it, spoils it for me but uh I think I just I just finished season two of The Leftovers, and it's it's sci-fi ish, also also biblical ish. But uh, man, uh, I almost gave up halfway through season one, but I fought through, and season two was amazing. So I'm looking forward to the, to starting season three. But that's another thing that I'm watching as well.
0: Yeah, I've heard lots of good things about that, and like one thing I do like about HBO is that they'll let these weird kind of like not like middling quality, but like middling like um, interest from people's shows just kind of like linger for like a season or two and be like, okay, maybe nobody's really watching like this show or like not like the biggest thing, but we're going to let it linger like to get to an end or to like fill in like our like catalog, like later in like retrospect. And like, I really like respect that they will let shows like go that maybe like aren't doing the best with like the audience, you know?
1: Yeah. There's one show that I watched the first episode and I wasn't really into it, but I'm pretty sure it might stick around for a couple of seasons uh i forget the name of it but it it had like a narnia vibe to it um, uh like golden f- compass yeah it, was, it had like that kind of vibe to it um it looked kind of harry potterish at the same time um i think it came out towards the third quarter of last year um but i haven't really heard anyone talk about it but it seemed interesting i watched the first episode and it, it just reminded me too much of everything that i've seen before so i kind of put it on a back burner
0: i desperately need to power through and actually like restart season two like better call Saul Mm -hmm. yeah just like um the best show on HBO like if you like haven't seen it which like I'm not sure if you have but like you might have um it is the wire though the wire is so fucking good yeah the wire is
1: really good um I never finished it but the seasons that I have seen have all been solid but uh another honorable mention that I wanted to bring up before we move on to what you guys are here for um, I'm also where well, I just finished Ozark season three and that
0: shit was fire. Oh my God. This is another show where I'm like, sh- should I keep watching it or what? Like I'm like, kind of like to put on that one. But, um, season two is Rocky, but season three yeah. is
1: what season two should have been. Season two is definitely filler, but season three was where it's at. One more
0: show. If you like ha- haven't watched it for the uh, HBO is a uh, boardwalk empire is so good. It, <sighs> it, it's such a good little show. Mm-hmm. Have you watched it?
1: Yes, I watched it a couple of years ago and um, I'm not really into like that kind of, I like mafia stuff, but at the time I was never really into it, but that's what kind of brought me into that kind of genre of mafia stuff. Like now I'm obsessed with the shit. Um, I'm more of the Tony Montana gangsterish ish uh, mafia type stuff like that or, you know, cartel stuff like that, but that show got me into, like, you know, the whole the prohibition-type mafia stuff. It was really interesting and really good.
0: Speaking of um, things that are very easy to speak about, like, speakeasies, let's talk about <laughs> Rider. <Copywriter. laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What
1: happened to last week, man? You could do yeah, better. Yeah, lost that flow, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of speakeasies,
0: I once helped tear down a house, and we just found bottles and bottles and, like, a whole, like, Revolving bookcase and everything. It was wild. But uh, <laughs> let's talk about Common Rider now. <laughs> Just a quick note we forgot to mention it during the episode, but next week we're looking at Common Rider 01 episode 30 and Garo versus Rogue episode 1. So we're looking at *Common Rider, the original 1971 show, um, episode one, The Eerie Spider-Man, episode two, The Terrifying Batman. Um, so what's your stance on copyright infringement, James?
1: Yo, they definitely violated every copyright infringement that was ever made. Like, um, for some reason on Tubi, the episode was actually t- titled The Mysterious Spider-Man. So I'm like, what the fuck is this about? I thought this was like *Common Rider. But, uh, you know, watching this episode and then going into, um, the next episode and this says like Batman, I'm like, yo, where is this going? I was so tempted to watch the next few episodes to see like how, how far they're going to go with this whole like borderline pushing, you know, DC and Marvel's content. But, uh, yeah, it was very interesting titles, choices that they made there.
0: Know that scene in the, um, like one Jay and Silent Bob movie where like Chris Rock is just like somebody's getting sued for this. Like when they like pull uh, their lightsabers, just like, that's what I like felt here. Like, Oh, like I get <laughs> like, they're just saying we're calling these monsters, like your animal monster. But the first two being Spider-Man <laughs> and like Batman is a lot. And look at him
1: now. Super huge franchise based off these two episodes it is worth the risk. It was definitely worth the risk.
0: Yeah. Um, this really does have like that vibe though of like, old batman like old superman though like it's like oh like he was just like this like weird dude like his iq is over 600 he's a world-class biochemist and like motorcycle rider and like compare that to like for Arto, who's like a failed comedian yeah real but, old uh, school superhero
1: yeah that premise was really interesting it kind of like you said it reminded me like a clark kent or like a like a bruce wayne or something like that like a guy that's too good to be true <laughs> but uh
0: yeah it was very interesting. Uh, to choose him as the main character because we're like introduced to him like doing laps and then like he like jumps over like a gig of motorcyclists and is like i should follow them and gets <laughs> knocked out by some creepy girls and that's like no introduction no sense really just it happens and then he's being worked on by some ex-nazi doctors that are in like like green and red face paint as they're like we've changed your body and we're going to make you a superhuman. Yeah.
1: So explain the shocker henchmen to me. I'm a
0: little confused. Were they <laughs> supposed to be humans or were they supposed to be cyborgs themselves? I'll admit, um, like full on when people like, there's like a shocker henchman. That's like classic. This was not it. So they're like, they must reach that in like a couple episodes and be like, here's the actual design. That's like, um, dudes in like a full, like black and white mask, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I guess they're supposed to be like, Lesser cyborg, you know, just like not like super like bespoke, like common rider, like monster ones, but like still like superhuman. Okay, but, you know, and I mean, we've been going back and watching a lot of you know
1: retro Kamen Rider shows, and um a big plot point that they always come up with is like the guy is turned into a cyborg. But you know, my outlook on what a a cyborg is is like a person that's half robot. Um. So is that the premise of what they were going for in these retro shows or is their definition of a cyborg completely
0: different than what mine is? I wrote this in my notes that like I feel like maybe I'm missing like even if like we say like America is not like a Christian culture like there's a lot of Christianity in like our like media like if there's like some aspect of like Shinto or like Buddhist like religion that talks about like your whole body in some way where this matters more in my head i was kind of like well he's super strength and stuff is that the worst thing in the world like mm-hmm. beyond not being able to like, control a little bit at the start like he seems like he's can live a perfectly normal life so like i was wondering if maybe like there was some cultural or like religious like subtext to this like not being entirely his whole body because like he's not really in pain or like he's not really like unable to feel things as far as we can tell you know so you're not reading it as he's an, he's a robot Right? He just has super strength. He has like robot parts, like special like joints and muscles and whatever, but okay. like he's still human. He's like the androids from like Dragon Ball Z, basically. Like they're still human. There we go. They just have. That's what I was getting stuff. at.
1: I'm like, he doesn't really come off like he's the actual robot other than he's just super strong. But I've always wondered at the last time we went to go check in on, um you know, Retro rider shows. Um, I guess, you know, this is a 1970s that I really don't know how to show that someone is a cyborg. Um, you know, the first person that comes to my mind is the DC character cyborg. Like you definitely know he's part, you know, AI, but,
0: uh, I would I love to see his that. show in the seventies. Like, can you imagine like a cyborg show in the seventies? That'd be great. Yeah. That'd be pretty interesting. Especially with the practical effects. One thing that, that like, I like in like the like original, the common Rider though, is that, um, he can't actually transform at will like he actually has to like get like enough wind to like spin his belt basically. And I think that's the cool thing that like they later cut of course, but like, it's cool that he has to get into like a certain way to be able to like become the common rider Mm -hmm. to power the suit. Yeah. Like, and like he's like powered by the wind and needs like it to like to be going like a certain speed to like turn like the turbines to like transform, which is fun. So he meets his old professor. Who's like, I'm sorry. Like you're like a great, racer who has like an iq of like 600 i recommend you to shocker and he's like okay and just like (laughs) leaves with him out a window yeah just um there's lots of like small characters that we meet like we don't get like a ton of like Takeshi. honestly like he's just kind of like doing stuff and sad about some stuff but he's not really like explored as a character much but um his friend uh the um the guy that like owns that like coffee shop i guess or like um is ride or die, though, because his friend immediately, like, is, like, punching, like, bad guys and, like, and, like getting in fights with him despite having no powers. I was like, wow. Yeah, this dude all is that here. pretty
1: escalated pretty fast. I'm like, what the hell just happened here? And I kept getting him confused with, like, some somebody else. I'm like, this is happening way too fast. But, uh, yeah, his friend is
0: definitely ride or die, no matter what. So that character is actually um, Toei Tachibana, And he's important for the history of Kamen Rider uh, because... Um, he actually shows up in the next like seven common rider series as their mentors and also the person who, who gives them their bikes. Like he's like a l- long standing like character that like will show up to like help them out and like guide them on the path to like using their powers for good. In this same season? No, like like in like the next like seven different common riders, like he shows up in their shows oh, and like as their sick. mentor. Right?
1: That's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah.
0: And like I know that um
1: as the same character?
0: Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. Nice. They're all in some canon stuff. So like, there's a lot that's like set up that's like important to to the canon of the show. The first one is that um, there's grasshoppers, and the second is that um, for a lot of shows, their first couple monsters are going to feature like a spider and a bat because of this. Then there's of course like the like kick and the jump, and like we see in like zero one for example, like they really care about like the jump and the kick there. You know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. This was started at all.
0: One other like important thing, though, is that um you see um just like so this show around a- episode twelve, like the guy playing like um the main character, like Takeshi, um he is actually also the person doing the stunts, which wouldn't happen now, of course, but um he was like in like a motorcycle accident while filming a scene for episode thirteen, I think. In episode fourteen, there's just like a new main character without like anything like that about it, basically
1: oh shit so he's not in it after 13
0: he's not in it for episode 14 to episode 40 where he comes back after getting like his like leg broken but then can... later on they work together like towards the end of the series it's like and are known as like the double riders yeah
1: oh wow is it like a whole different suit or is it the same suit just a different main character
0: it's a little different um later on they're known as like common rider one and common rider two and they're like teamed up and like. I think That's I'm looking at a picture go. of it
1: right now. It's like a bluish suit. Yeah, like that. Okay. That's cool. I was wondering what the, what the, what that was about. I will say that the original Camarader suit is horrible and amazing to look at. I don't know what it is about it. It's like the aesthetic. And I love the accent of the scarf. Not to get all fashion sense or everything, but it really does seem really cool to have like a little scarf hanging off this robotic
0: suit. There's not like different forms, but like I think they do like change his suit a couple times in the show like right now like i'm looking and um yeah like he has like 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 his like original suit then he has like um two different versions and like the th- the one he gets an episode like 63 or whatever is like where he actually like has like that classic version which is like the very like one we see now and like is like just like a like light green and everything and uh yeah um i think at that point after this series ends and like They do sequels. The fact that like they just had to like write off the like first character though is like going to Europe or America to like to like fight Shocker there. That's how their like multiverse gets set up and and like their own like original like shows and show kind of seems to be more connected than like the previous ones because like you do have like that like recurring character and like you do have like specials where it's like oh here's like the seven Riders working together or that kind of stuff. So that's like cool that they're like even like closer than like we might think, you know. That they mm-hmm. show up. What do you think of like the, like um how they film like the fight scenes and like the effects here? I thought it was really cool. I
1: mean, at this time they're really dated, but uh yeah. they had to make do with what they had. Um One of the most telling parts about, you know, their show and their filming techniques was uh the way they tried to visualize speed. <laughs> like it was like a lot of cheesy jump cuts. Um, it's kind of it's really funny to look at now. Um, it was a scene in the first episode whenever the spider was climbing up the wall. Yes, that's what I was gonna mention. <laughs> and it's just like the guy like slowly jumping up, but they didn't want to like show how slow he was going, so they kept doing jump cuts. Um, I thought that was really cool. Um, it was another scene when the spider was running with uh, the uh, Riku? Riku. Yeah. Um, and it was like doing a jump cut there and jump cut on the bus just a lot of jump cuts to illustrate the speed, but I thought that was very, very interesting.
0: Yeah. And, um, her friend, um, the scientist daughter, Rikuro's friend is also ride or die. She's just like, let's chase this dude that killed your dad. Let's like hunt him down together right now. And like, she like, um, goes into like the business, like disguises her too, like, to like attract like the bad guys. But yeah, just, I love like the way they have to make some of these fight scenes work. Like, there's this one scene where, like, they show the minions to show them, like, jumping down to, like, fight the rider. They, like, show them jumping over the camera, like, the old Power Rangers. I was like, oh, <laughs> this is yeah. before special effects, really. Like, that's how they had to film it.
1: Yeah, and in episode two, um, when he was fighting the Batman, that shit got really gory at one point. Like, it was just, like, blood splattering all over the place. <laughs> just, I'm like, whoa, what the fuck is going on? He's throwing dudes,
0: and, like, and they're showing yeah. blood splatter.
1: Speaking of throwing dudes um funny scene i think it was episode one uh no it was episode two at the beginning uh whenever he won the race and then a the chick was like oh he won and then like he looked at the, the rearview mirror and then like she had her fangs out and he like slapped her to death He <laughs> was like oh yeah that chick's dead
0: <laughs> and like and no funny. one responded to it at all there's like 40 <laughs> people there they're like oh that girl yeah. just got beat to shit by these two dudes Cause when he slapped her, I thought he just like, you know, like
1: got him, got her off of him, but come to find out she was dead. I'm like, damn, (laughs) that was pretty
0: crazy. (laughs) I guess once she like got slapped twice and turned into like foam and fizzed out, people were like, okay, maybe I shouldn't like get mad at that guy over there. He probably knows something I don't, but I liked how like they had just no chill. Like there's that one scene of like them showing like the black and white globe and just they're pouring blood on it as it's spitting. To show yeah. that shocker is bad.
1: That's that's
0: pretty wild too. I think like um like when we first started, like I said, oh like the original Kamen writer is like a midpoint between like 60s Batman and Captain America Winter Soldier. And what do you think of that? Yeah, you called it. <laughs> yeah, because it's like very kitschy and like weird, but also just like you can see how it's like endearing and like how like this would be like a like monumental like kid show back in the day when like there's like not of stuff on just like to see them like fighting and doing cool jumps and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. If you like put it in that, um, under that lens, um, like the tone of the show, like the premise is very interesting, especially like for a show to take place back in, uh, you know, 1971. Um, I'm not really sure what other than like, you know, comic book stuff that's going on, um, that can compete with this, but it seems very entertaining. And for this to be, you know, pivotal in Japan, I'm not surprised that this actually turned into a huge franchise. Um, It's kind of cheesy, kind of cringy look at now, but I'm pretty sure in 1971, this is probably so sick to see, especially like the fight scenes.
0: And too, like, what do you think of like the national identity? Like, it's probably cool after like working really hard to rebuild the country for like 25 years and like maybe not having like cool dudes just to be like, here's this cool dude on a motorcycle that's like a genius biochemist. And, like, could do all this shit. Like, it's, like, a has to be, like, a, like, just fun moment of, like, here's this hyper-competent, hyper-handsome, like, just good dude. Like, that must be, like, a really, like, attractive thing. Like, especially when compared to, like, Ultraman, which um we've not really, like, looked at. But um that's, like, a show that is, like, much more fantastic. Like, Kaiju, there's not really, like, a cool main character in the same way. So, like, this must have, like, been fun as, like, almost, like, oh, look at that guy. Like, see, we're, like there's cool people here and like we're working hard and like, there's like cool people having fun and like being awesome, you know?
1: Yeah. Even though he was like, you know, super intelligent, he was, you know, athletic and he rode bikes, <laughs> you know, who <laughs> yeah. doesn't want to be like that? He was a great role model for kids probably, you know, in those times. And, um, he had a lasting impact on culture.
0: Yeah. And like right now, like that wouldn't fly. Like if like we watched like a, like common Rider* show and they were like, yeah, here's just like handsome, like, very athletic dude with a massive IQ that, like, has, like... Yeah, just, that wouldn't fly, but... Nah. But, yeah, um, so, uh, just, I liked it. Like, I thought, like, overall, like, a fun show. Um, any closing thoughts, really, or no?
1: Uh, closing thoughts, uh, don't really have a ton. Um, I would say that I had a lot of fun checking this out. Um, just like all the other Toku and Clam Rider shows that we do check out. But uh, yeah, um, this would be something that probably would be interesting on a chronological watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not really sure if there's a, you know, a overall lasting storyline. I just feel like they're doing shit throughout episodes and just, you know, figuring out as they go.
0: Um, but yeah, it was, it was fun to check it out. How about you? It's very cool to look at like and see, wow, this is like a cool cultural artifact, but like maybe doesn't like stand up for like our scrutiny now. But like, yeah, that, I would love to look at a lot of the stuff.
1: That's what I was trying to say. It's kind of like one of those shows. Um, I'm kind of showing my age with this one. It's kind of like when you're growing up and then like you turn the channel and something catches your eye. And then you like stick around for a while. And you're like, oh shit, what's this? And then you just like get immersed in it. That's what kind of show this is. Yeah. And um, I um, Like you just watch individual episodes whenever you could catch it and try to figure out what's going on later.
0: Love to see like more of like the other like shows from this like period too. Because I know that like they, like, do get, like, a little more crazy as they go on. There's stuff like, oh, like, you're, like, an astronaut, but also a common Rider. Like, you're, like, a ninja, but you're also a common Rider, you know? So, like, it, like, gets, like, weird and, um, for me, like, there's, like, a sweet spot, I think, from, like, mid-80s to, like, early 2000s of just, like, that shit just, like, pops for me as being, like, oh, I love, like, this weird, like, practical effect, but, like, more detailed and very, like, slimy and, like, greasy and oily, like, looked at, like, a lot of the, like, that stuff has where it just like, like they're getting like higher detail and like more like production value, but it's before they like, can like actually do like special effects where like, I'm just like, ah, I would watch like so much from that, you know?
1: Yeah. I wish I could figure out what that Sentai show that I was watching was called. It was like, had to be one of like the first Sentai shows, um, to be filmed, but it was like super grainy. Um, it was one of those, it reminded me like an old Kung Fu flick and it was really like mature. Like I caught myself like watching a couple of episodes and I don't remember what the name was, but it was on a uh, the new uh,
0: Toku Television. Yeah, something like a couple that could be though. Uh, so it's like probably like Mask Man or something. If you say the name, I'm pretty
1: sure I know what it is. I'm actually trying to look it up at the same time as I'm talking, but it's not coming coming up.
0: It wasn't the original, like it wasn't like um like the one that's like uh the one that Power Rangers are based off of, right? It's no, like uh different suits and stuff, right? Yeah. Um, I'm probably never going to figure it out. But if I do, I'll let you guys know. I would have to guess it's Mask Man. It wasn't called. Is it a different name other than Mask Man? Um, it's or, l- like Hikari Sentai Mask Man is what like comes
1: up with Google. Because I know if I see a list, I'm more of a visual person. So if I see it, see it on a list, I could definitely point it out. I can't find that list of the shows that they have on there at the time.
0: Yeah, I wish there was like a big list like that, but ah, oh, whatever. But no. Um, the best part of like this kind of like service like is that like you can just look at something and see here's what they were doing in nineteen eighty three I guess you know uh and that's cool as shit. Okay. Um there's um twelve seasons of Super Sentai. There's Jetman, there's zoo Ranger, there's Die Ranger, there's kaka Ranger, there's O Ranger. So Jetman is the only one that wasn't adapted into Power Rangers. They were like birds. Hmm. They were birds. Yeah Jetman was the season before Power Rangers like got adapted. Yeah, it might have been that. Try searching like Sentai Jetman. I'm type.
1: I think I found it. I just gotta, I just gotta do a Google search for your images real quick. I might have had a winner, guys. Definitely not that.
0: <laughs> not that? Okay. Oh, uh,
1: um, no. I should have done my research before I came on a pod. But
0: the only one like it could have been then is, um, there's Die Ranger, which is like they're like martial artists, and there's Cocker Ranger where they're ninjas. You know the worst part? I, I I didn't even see what their suits looked like. It was just
1: like this. It just says Super Sentai, and I guess it was their origin story. And I don't even know how to describe it, but that it was it was so like interesting. But I had to I had to leave, and I never went back to check it out.
0: No, I feel you. But um, we could talk about like watching weird shows from like weird time periods, like all the time. But um, for right now, we should sign off. And uh, where can they find you, James? You can find me at popcornet on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find me on twitter.com at James JamesForge. You can find the podcast at Common Ride with me. Ride with Me.com. Send us emails um to podcast at common And as always, we would love to get your reviews on iTunes along with your questions, anything. And uh yeah, like um, like to get like um cool questions, cool show recommendations, shows that we like may not have heard of like that kind of stuff um we love it but um it is super important to get like um you to like leave us reviews as well like, that's how like our show will like get featured and like seen by like more people so yeah just l- let us know how you like it guys but uh for right now um what kind of crime does the og common Writer do throw people till they splat on the ground <laughs>
1: Yeah, definitely smack somebody or throw somebody off a rooftop, for sure. <laughs> I also found a show that I was looking for, Ninja Sentai Kaku Ranger. That's what it is. Oh,
0: you gotta listen, just listen to that, like, you have to, like, listen to, like, that theme song. Like, it's an all-time great really quick. Just, like, the first, Yeah, that's like, why I fell seconds. in love with it. Like, the music was dope.
1: Uh, it had, like, a grainy, you know, Kurosawa-type vibe to it, but it was,
0: the episodes that I saw was really good. That show wasn't adapted. But they took their Zords for the third season of like NPR. Okay. So yeah, it's like that. But like, it's just like I Kaku Ranger. But no, um, I was. guess watch Kamen Rider and kidnap a genius. <laughs> there we go. There we go. We'll see y'all next time.